0: Saturday night is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on?
1: Not much, Ben. I'm surprisingly in a good mood considering all the stuff that, that broke this week and um, and all the stuff that I had to do uh, this week to get prepared for uh, tonight's show. So surprisingly, you caught me in a good mood, but I will I will have to catch up on sleep once I get off the air because holy
0: yeah that's why sometimes if you want to record earlier, like around seven PM or whatever, we can do that. Um,
1: well, I, and, and I almost did that, but then we had then we had dinner late. You know, I had to take a shower because I didn't want to, you know, stink. Nobody, nobody wants to stink.
0: Um, right. You know, but uh, like on the twenty first, I might uh, record earlier because then I have something else that night as well.
1: Okay, well then I will um, just let me you know whatever
0: time you want to do it, and we'll we'll figure that out. Very good. All right. So tonight we have quite a show. You were telling me uh, earlier today. Oh my God! What a loaded show we have for you, folks. This might be more
1: impressive than uh, than last week's show, which was our debut show of the year. No. Talk about talk to, about uh, new year's smash holy shit!
0: now i have to tell you now i know the one uh, piece of news because it's everywhere on the internet i swear um now we've talked about this one of the websites that i use for news sometimes yeah every i don't know 10 15 minutes they post an article one after another it's the same garbage every t- Uh, It's like, oh my, I'm like, I think like sometimes they just post just to say they post something and to be ahead of everyone.
1: Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. But I mean,
0: notifications coming through on my iPad every 10, 15 minutes. Oh, they just posted another column. It's like, okay. Yeah, well,
1: you know. That's what that's why I that's why I don't like posting so called reactionary podcast. And you know, I we we were talking about this um just before we came on the air. And I'm I'm not gonna name names for privacy's sake. Um but I was watching another uh podcast last
0: night. It was a... When you say watching, were you literally watching or were you listening?
1: No, I was watching. It's a video podcast. Oh, it's a video.
0: Okay,
1: right. So, um, so it, it was filled as like a SmackDown review show, and um, you know, the guy did a fantastic job. That no, no complaints with how he handled everything, but um, just by virtue of the news that broke with Vince and everything that just hit hit shit's fan uh, yesterday. The first hour of the show was all Vince-related stuff, and and all credit to the guy for doing what he felt was was right and you know entertaining to his fans and stuff like that. Um, for me personally, and I don't know how you feel about this, Elio, You know, I'm gonna touch on you know the official statements that were released, you know, the emails that went back and forth. Um, between Vince and, and the board of um, directors, um, but um, I'm not gonna comment on it too much past that because I feel like be- that's what Vince wants. Vince wants attention for this, and I'm just not gonna. Not Can gonna you
0: see my face right now.
1: Yeah, you're much like me. You know, I. Can you see how excited I am? <laughs> i was prepping for the show last night i probably i probably watched no
0: bullshit folks probably five hours of material um and uh you know okay. I, See, why i wasn't thinking when you said about the vince news, i'm like okay because so we did that we talked about this that very thing last night <laughs> and um and
1: we'll, we'll wait till we get into the news
0: segment because i think that could be a very entertaining part of the
1: did I want uh,
0: to? Tune into last night's show and I'll bring bring that up in the plugs, but Ben, tune into last night's show and uh, you'll hear our take on that on WPOV. Oh
1: my god. I'm okay, I'm gonna probably run over there after the, after this show gets done. Talk talk about a plug for wrestling POV. Hi that was Hello. um but yeah we have one hell of a show for you on top of the uh vince mcmahon fiasco that's taking place uh we have obviously this week in wrestling including the review of uh wrestle kingdom night one and a preview of wrestle kingdom night two thank you ellie i appreciate that
0: and following, um, and following that we uh I also have the results from new year's new year dash which took place the night after on uh, january the fifth oh very good um i didn't know about that but that's what we have
1: you for <laughs> um but then then we have um royal rumble 96 and uh wrestling roulette as well so we have an absolutely packed show for you so make sure you have caffeine within arm's reach just so, just as i do And um, elio let's say we get started with uh our reaction to this oh so exciting vince mcmahon news
0: i'm kind of curious of uh to hear what you guys so go ahead so okay i'm i'm before we go on any on any
1: rants because i feel like that would be the easiest thing to do uh let me read the um official statements because I have a feeling that if you're if you're listening to this show you pretty much know based on our past commentary how Elio and I feel about Vince McMahon coming back into the fold Mm -hmm. Uh, do, do you think that would be a fair assessment Elio yes okay very good so with that being said let me read the back and forth between the board of directors and Vince McMahon via email so here we go then and this starts off with an email from Vince to the board of directors and it it, it reads as follows it says dear board of directors I have always recognized that we have a massive responsibility to the WWE universe our fans deserve the best entertainment experience that, that WWE can offer and I thank you for your efforts to keep our company focused on that goal through this distinctly challenging year for WWE. Throughout my entire tenure with the company, I have always been committed to doing what I believe to be in the best interest of WWE and our employees, shareholders, fans and other stakeholders. Nope. It, Go on. <laughs> uh, It is also why I voluntarily retired from the company during the pendency of the the special committee investigation and fully cooperated with the committee and its independent counsel's process. My retirement was intended to give the special committee, its independent counsel, and the rest of the board time and space to understand and respond to the allegations. Now that the completion of this special committee investigation has been publicly disclosed, disclosed, I believe WWE has a unique opportunity during this critical juncture to maximize values for its shareholders and all other stakeholders. Specifically, given the rapidly evolving media landscape in which more and more companies are seeking to own their intellectual property, Offered on their streaming platforms, I firmly believe that the best thing to do for all of WWE's shareholders and other stakeholders, that must be his favorite phrase, is to undertake a comprehensive reviews of, of strategic alternatives. I am confident that our other shareholders will support this decision. As you know, the media rights subject to the upcoming negotiations are critical to any strategic alternative consideration and, therefore, the two initiatives must occur in parallel fashion. By combining a review of strategic alternatives with the media rights negotiation, our company can make better, more well-informed, and faster decisions. Moreover, Any party that engages in strategic discussions with WWE will want to be assured that I, as controlling shareholder, am aligned with the decision-making process. In other words, we must unify the company's decision-making regarding these two interconnected initiatives to fully capitalize on this unique opportunity. For these reasons, it is critical for me to rejoin the board as executive chairman to work alongside our management team in leading the exploration of strategic alternatives and media rights negotiations. And it is necessary to fulfill my commitment to doing what is best for WWE. Successfully navigating this process will require close coordination among WWE leadership and the board as well as a clearly defined and well executed strategy to secure the greatest value for WWE stockholders. As WWE's founder and the largest shareholder, no one has a greater interest in the long term success of WWE or is more aligned with all WWE shareholders than me.
0: You don't care about the company? Shut up. <laughs>
1: Save save your commentary till after after all reporting is done. Not that I disagree with you, but just hang on a second. (laughs) (laughs) So he continues I want to be very clear that I wholeheartedly believe that WWE has an exceptional management team in place. Stephanie, Nick, Paul, and the rest of the management team have my full and unconditional support. And as executive chairman, I would support them to facilitate unified, efficient, and effective decision-making during this important period in the company's history. An announcement that I am rejoining the board as executive chairman provides a natural opportunity for WWE to announce its intention to engage a, in a strategic review process. In light of timing of the media rights cycle, it is important to finalize my return to WWE as soon as possible. Accordingly, I would request to hear back from you by 6 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, January 3rd. So It is is now January 7th as, as you as we're reading this to you, so you you can understand that this came about very recently, and and he he maneuvered his way back in very quickly. I I intend to keep my my letter in any ancillary, 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 What the fuck does that word mean? It's a n c i l l a-r y communications out of the and public sorry. all right sure yes um communications out of the public domain and trust that the board will do the same while i of course reserve all my rights my strong preference is to conduct any dialogue regarding this letter privately and collaboratively well, that's not going to happen. Since it was released to the
0: fucking public, but nonetheless, okay. I, mean, uh, I mean, I mean, rough part on the fly research ancillary, providing necessary support to the primary activities or operation of an organization. Okay, very good. Thank you. I was like,
1: what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to our research development department but i appreciate that um so he continues um i along with corporate counsel like corklin and ls llp am available to discuss any questions you may have thank you for your continued commitment to wwe i look forward to working together to maximize value for our shareholders our stakeholders and the entire wwe universe Happy holidays, Vince. Okay, now keep in mind we're gonna we're gonna go over all of this at at the complete once. I read all of the communication, but, but keep in keep in mind specifically um what what I'm what I'm about to read to you specifically the first part the first part of the board's response. Ch- check this out because this is what I found the most interesting. Right. So, so the board responds as follows on December 27th. They say, dear Vince, we we write in response to your letter of December 20th. We fully agree with your assessment that the company's management team is exceptional and are pleased to hear that Stephanie, Nick, Paul, and the rest of the management team have your full and unconditional support. We believe that our investors, employees, and fans agree there is tremendous excitement in the company and among our fan base. Uh, and our stock price has grown by more than forty percent in just the last year. By the By the way, as a, as a sidebar, not to not to state the obvious, but just to break that just to break that down for you a little bit, folks. Keep in mind. Uh, Vince uh, Vince announced his retirement on july twenty second so a little bit more than half of half of the year could be attributed to Vince and then the rest of it would be attributed to triple h's changes okay just just in all fairness and understanding let's let's understand that um We remain optimistic about the continued success of this management team and the WWE franchise, and we believe your support is critical to the success. As you know, it is our fiduciary obligation to continue to act in a way that we believe uh, is in the best interest of the company and its shareholders. We have always taken that responsibility very seriously, and all of our decisions are guided by this duty. With respect to your suggestion regarding a process to evaluate strategic alternatives and your role in that process, we are prepared to initiate such a process and are happy to work with you to ensure that it is the best process for the company and all of shareholders. Indeed, we would welcome you and your advisors playing an important role in that process, including working together to identify the full range of potential alternatives and counterparties. To that end, we suggest that your bankers and lawyers meet with our bankers and lawyers in the first week of January to discuss how to best move forward together with that process. Although we welcome your participation in the launch of a strategic alternatives review process, and this is where it gets really juicy folks, pay attention to this next part, okay? Although we welcome your participation in the launch of the of a strategic alternative review process it is also our unanimous view that your return to the company at this time while government investigations into your conduct by the US attorney's office and SEC are still pending would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective This determination is based on a variety of factors, including, and I I personally, Ben Pierce, would like to highlight this, including non-public information the board has become aware of, and the risk to the company and its shareholders of placing a greater spotlight on these issues. Wow, that is extremely telling. Million have
0: public information. Wow. But not million. And I want, no. I was saying, wow, like you. I I one
1: hundred percent agree. But to me, oh. that's to put that in a, in a in an official letter to the chair, to the oh. former chairman is, is very telling to me.
0: Oh. Anyway, um, you, me, step away from minute Okay, very good. Get my pills and stuff. Okay, very good. The attached
1: draft letter agreement provides that the board will not agree to the shareholder demand that the company file suit against you on the conditions that you confirm your commitment to repay all the investigation-related expenses incurred by the company and that you agree not to serve as an officer, director, or employee of the company during the pendency of the government of the government investigations these conditions in the ju- sorry, ben. yeah
0: i know you don't have the screen up so like uh, we have the warning from the producer
1: okay well th- th- let me just finish reading this, th- this one email and then at the start of the next one we'll, okay. we'll read the I'll, uh we'll I'll, read stay, the-
0: I'll stay with you until uh until we get bumped off and then i'll log back in and you okay Okay, well, we're, we're almost done anyway. So uh,
1: let me see where was I? Um, do, 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 do. um okay, right here. Uh, the attached draft letter provides that the board will not agree to the shareholder demand that the company files suit against you on the conditions that you confirm your commitment to repay all of the investigation-related expenses incurred by the company, and that you agree not to serve as an officer. Uh, We got to that part. Let me get to the next part. These conditions and the the draft letter agreement reflecting such conditions were unanimously approved by the board prior to receiving your letter of December 20th and were reaffirmed unanimously subsequent to that date. We are excited about the future of WWE and its continued success, and we look forward to working with you in the exploration of potential strategic alternatives as we continue to try to maximize shareholder value. Now, folks, while Elio and I take a break, which will only be a couple of seconds to you folks, I would like you to, in those magical few seconds, to appreciate the gravity of what the board had the balls to say to Vince McMahon, because in business speak, what they just said to that man is what the the, the WWE fans have wanted to say to Vince in not such business-like terms for the last 10 to 15 years. This is
2: this is
0: beautiful. I can't wait to listen back to this show because I want to hear everything that you just read over again.
1: i just oh, and there's more. So let us let us take a break. Let me get a Let me get a sip to refresh my throat for the next round of delightful
0: reading material. <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll be right back all right we're back and we have m- even more from ben so i tell you this is more interesting than andy kaufman reading from f scott fitzgerald to King gatsby ben go ahead
1: oh please
0: allow me
1: <laughs> uh, I, have, uh, I have never been so gleeful yet terrified to read a document in my life <laughs> Okay, so moving moving on. So this is um. So this is now um. Uh, this is now uh Vince's response to the to the board of directors. He goes, "Dear board of directors, excuse me. I'm sorry. I appreciate your timely response to my December twentieth letter." However, it is surprising that you did not address what I had sought to make clear in my letter, namely that we have a unique but narrow window of opportunity to maximize shareholder value by combining the upcoming media rights negotiations with with a strategic review process the Board acknowledges is the right course of action for our shareholders. And that the only way to fully capture that opportunity is by having me, the company's founder and controlling shareholder, return as executive chairman at this critical time so that I can work alongside the management team to unify the decision-making related to these two interconnected processes. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if I could just cut myself off for one second. Can we just pause to really think about the stupidity of, of the last part of that statement? I mean, I mean, think about this now. Vince has been gone for the last, for the better part of six months, right? hmm he left on July 22nd, and and I would argue that that was one of the happiest days of, of my life, personally, as a professional wrestling fan of 30 plus years. And but but in the in the six month t- time, I think I, I think we as wrestling fans have had a very critical and well asked question answered, and that is, you know. Could WWE survive without Vince? Because I, I I feel like that was a very fair question to be concerned about. Because for a lot of fans, especially of my age group, we had never seen WWE without Vince. So I I felt like that was a very apt question to ask. Uh, but you know, having seen the, the success and the increasing interest in the product that we've seen, I would say that the answer to that question of can WWE succeed without Vince is a resounding hell yes, it can. Uh, pardon my uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin impression, I don't need a beer, but I might need some refreshment after reading some of this shit. <laughs> um, but it's just, it, it, it astounds me that, that he still feels like he is the only one that can manage to get any kind of significant business done in WWE. It just, it, it, it astounds me. And for me, so far, all that I'm reading, or all that I'm taking from what i'm reading i should say is a big middle finger from bench to the board of directors because he found a way to worm his way back in after they rebuffed his first attempt to uh come back so so i have more to add to that but but i will um i'll wait until after i finish reading this um. Reading this 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 exchange here, but I just, I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to put that little uh, thought in your my mind. Why why does it have to be Vince that accomplishes this? You know why can't Nick Khan? Why can't Stephanie? Why can't Triple H handle the media rights negotiations like they've handled WWE for the last just six months? I, I swear, this 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 guy just just astounds me. Oh God! Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> so I I would like to be clear, and and, and this is, this is where he really he really sticks his flag in the ground. Listen, listen to this. Uh, I would like to be clear that unless I had direct involvement and input as executive chairman from the outset. I will not be able to support or approve any media rights deals or strategic uh, or strategic transactions, including any commitments made by or on behalf of the company regarding a potential transaction or process. This position is not driven by self-interest or a lack of confidence in the company's management TV. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: oh, oh, that's comedy. That's so full of shit.
1: That, that, I'll tell you what. That's, I'm sorry, folks. That's George, Colin level comedy. <laughs> that is the seven dirty words, you know, or or George's Take on fat people level comedy, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, please look up George Carlin level or George Carlin comedy bits, and get yourself educated on what real comedy is, because th- th- this is what this letter sounds like to me. This is this is how ridiculous this is. But moving moving on, um, let's see. He goes he goes on to say. So it's not driven by self-interest or a lack of confidence in the company's management team, but rather by my commitment to do what is best for WWE and all its shareholders, and by my strong belief that by maximizing the outcome of these processes will require close coordination and unified and efficient decision-making. I sincerely hope we can work together to unlock this tremendous value potential. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing. I'm I'm laughing because I'm I'm reading this this next part to to myself before I read it to you. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Vince's eyes are brown.
1: Oh. I 1,000% agree. Holy, holy! <laughs> but, a little, but listen to this. He, he may he may paint his own shade of brown after you after I read this next. Oh my God! Go ahead. This next part to you. Then the, I, this is like the funniest, most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Listen to I'm not going to drink right now. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to drink. Don't. Don't, don't put. It, don't try any of that, folks. I'm. T- I'm telling you now. You see, he goes on to say, "There is no rationale for your position that my returns to the company quote, would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective. To the contrary." My return in the context of the media rights negotiations and a potential value maximizing strategic transaction is necessary precisely from a shareholder value perspective because it will allow WWE as well as any transaction counterparties to engage in these processes knowing they will have the support of the controlling shareholder. Further, the special committee of the board has concluded its investigation, and presumably all of its material findings have been publicly disclosed by the company, and nothing has been communicated to me about any matter that would prevent me from returning to the board. So while I am pleased to see that we all agree as to the board's fiduciary obligations to act in the best interest of WWE and its shareholders, it remains unclear to me how the board can discharge these obligations if it does not permit me to be actively involved in helping to lead these two interconnected initiatives from within the boardroom so that I can make a fully informed decision uh, whether any potential transaction creates the most value for all shareholders. I also feel that it is necessary to clearly state my position. As, as, oh my god! I apologize for all the the side commentary, folks. I I acknowledge that perhaps professionally I shouldn't be doing this, but uh, you you have to forgive me because I just I I can't stand this motherfucking guy. I, listen, listen to this. He goes. I also feel it is necessary to clarify my position, as if he hasn't done that clearly already, um, that in light of the fundamental nature of WWE's media rights, that the core proposition and purpose of WWE, it would be improper for the company or board to take any material steps toward any media rights deal without WWE's shareholder support. Uh, in parentheses particularly considering that a very clear majority of the voting power explicitly opposes the company taking these steps without shareholder support and keep in mind folks with what he just said in parentheses and let me repeat that just so you understand the next the the next bit of what i have to say after after this. okay particularly considering that a very clear majority of the voting power explicitly opposes the company taking these steps without shareholder support. In other words, folks, what Vince is saying there is that he holds 80% of the company's voting power and stock value, so he doesn't support any of those decisions uh that the that the company would, would oppose taking those steps without his support. That's what he's saying. He doesn't want the company making any kind of move without him. That's exact this is all of ego massage for him. That's what this is. Regarding moving on, this this is not my commentary. This is this is continuing his letter. Regarding the shareholder demand letter, I'm glad to learn that following a review of the shareholder demand, the board has determined that the demand does not warrant any further legal action. However, it is unfortunate that the board would seek to use this conclusion to attempt to extract an agreement from me not to return to the company. Any construct along those lines is entirely unacceptable in light of the critical inflection points now facing the company. You don't give a fuck about the company other than the money you put in your pocket. You dumb fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out oh, well, loud? Anyway, um, <laughs> I would also like to clarify that my intention to avoid, to avoid, um, is, or is to avoid. Um, the creation of any conflict of interest related to the special committees investigation or related matters because of my return to the board. As executive chairman and consistent with my prior actions, I would not interfere with any government investigations or the special committees and independent directors process in cooperating with those or related investigations and would fully support Appropriate and tailored governance measures to isolate me from those matters, as well as any improvements to the company's internal controls determined to be appropriate by the independent records. As I have, uh, as I have previously conveyed, I also remain willing to continue working to finalize my reimbursement of the company for its reasonable expenses incurred related to the investigation by and findings of the special committee to the extent not covered by insurance. Holy shit. Did you get all of that, folks? That's a lot of shit to dig through, but I can simplify it for you. In other words, Drake's just holding the company hostage because he found the loophole to get back in and they're not going to do shit without him. And furthermore, what 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 this what this letter does not go into, um, is that is that in order for this re- return to have taken place with um with Vince's chosen president of the company in return three existing uh, board members would have to be removed. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind, this announcement was made, or I'm sorry, the rumor that he was coming back was made two days ago, and the, the announcement that he was back occurred yesterday. Now, that's a very quick maneuvering of the chessboard movement of pieces. Okay, and what happened yesterday is very telling. In that, not only were three people promptly removed, I mean, he did that quicker than the Saudi government removing Jamal Khashoggi's body. I mean, good God. But on top of those three people, two other people resign from the board of their own accord because I can only imagine much like us they're like this guy is full of shit and we're getting off off of this sinking ship and those two people are the most intelligent people in this entire scenario I, I don't know what kind of business people they are they could be the biggest pieces of shit ever right along with Vince but the fact that they got all of this shaking ship makes them the most intelligent individuals in this entire scenario. It's just Elio, what do you what do you think of
0: what I read tonight? I, I I'm just I'm just confused by everything. Like I, this guy just needs to stay away because the product is fine, the company is fine we don't need him he's just gonna make a mess and do every every and want to do everything his way he's like that uh schoolyard uh bully that always wants to get his way and when he doesn't he throws a tantrum and decides that he's gonna do what he wants to do anyways i just you know
1: and then it's like my return is not going to interfere with the quality of the product or anything that paul or stephanie or nick is doing
0: I don't know if you read that, but uh, there was an article saying that uh, he originally wanted to take back creative control.
1: Well, I'm sure he did, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure that still his intent. But I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping that there will be, uh, you know, um, safeguards put in place upon his return to stop him from doing any number of stupid shit because even though he was able to pull off this Houdini act, I can only assume that he would still be under a microscope um, due to um, any of this. And actually, you know, I was reading on, on Facebook, because I, I, I have a lot of wrestling friends and stuff like that, and, and one one guy who I will not name that we both know, Um, very well. As a matter of fact, um, said that um he is not surprised in the least that Vince is back, and I agree with him. Um, but he was surprised that he was removed in the first place because the public outcry was never there for Vince to be removed, and um the um and the uh. And regardless of how you feel about him personally, he is a phenomenal businessman and these two issues of him coming back to the business and versus what he allegedly did need to be separated and blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, that statement in and of itself might be true, but the fact of the matter is, that and I'm not discounting that because that makes a lot of sense because a lot of people do bad shit, but they're still good at what they do. And are good business. And are good business people. They might be dirty, but they, they get the results that they need to get. And it's very clear that WWE has done that, right? So yeah. that's a that's a very legitimate point to make. And I'm not making fun of that guy for, for saying that at all. Um, and I I'm actually bringing it up because it's a very interesting and a well put together argument. Um, but but what I am saying is that if if Vince is coming back and takes over creative control the way that we're all fearing that he does because we know how Vince has acted in the past when he makes a promise. Um, you know, then this is just gonna go. This is just gonna go down downhill very very quickly. And um, you know, I don't think the WWE can survive that in, in any uh, meaningful way. I really don't um and more than more than anything folks as shocking as what i read is i want to make it clear and i want to get elio's elio's opinion after i say this um as much as what i read is very interesting and very shocking to me here's how i feel about it i don't give a shit about WWE's monetary value. I don't give a shit about how much money they make. I don't give a shit about its stockholders. I don't give a fuck. That's not my job to give a fuck. I care about what I see on TV. I care about what the wrestlers have to do. I care about, you know, how they are presented. I care about them being um being taken care of and not just monetarily but really being valued um as human beings. Um you know I understand it's a business and people get fired. I, I get that. Um but you know this whole thing of walking around on eggshells when you're at work because Vince has an ego and God forbid it gets bruised because you might get fired. You know that you know that's just entirely bullshit. Um, and and I think um evidence has proven over the last 10, 15 years that interest in WWE has just gone in the absolute toilet. In large part because of how Vince runs his business creatively. So if he does pick that pen back up and manages to write a script without ripping it up 10,000 times before before he makes the final decision, it's only going to lead to bad things. Um, so I, I don't know. What, what what do you say before we move on to this week in wrestling?
0: Yeah, um, I don't want him anywhere near the creative side of things. Because uh, I, I don't care about uh, any of uh, what you just read. I, just, I care about what I'm seeing on TV. Because I, I want to enjoy the show. I want to enjoy the product. Otherwise, why are we here doing a podcast if we can't enjoy it? Exactly.
1: Exactly. To a T, you know, that, that that's why we're all in the podcast business, whether we agree with each other's opinions or not. Um, That's why we all have wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's why we all – and even if you don't have a podcast, that's why we all watch wrestling on TV, you know. Or listen to a wrestling podcast, or read wrestling-related stories on the internet. You know, um, and you know it's only going to lead for to bad things for WWE. And as much as as much as I've criticized uh, WWE and how it's done business um, on this on this podcast, I want to make it very very clear that the reason. I do that is because WWE has given me so much enjoyment and so much um, joy and all manner of other things throughout my life that have made my life better. And I'm, I'm nervous that if Vince comes back and continues to do what he's done over the last 15 years. Um, that eventually it's going to lead to the death of something that I have absolutely loved for almost the entirety of my life, and that's what pisses me off the most. And that's why I come on here and say, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" That's why. We, that's why we just said he's so foolish and his eyes are brown. You know. You know what? What else do you want us to say, folks? You know, I, I have I have as much as I criticize Vince, I also give him credit all the time for creating something that, that has made a massive difference in my life. I you know, we come on here all the time and say, This part of WWE was awesome. This part of WWE was awesome. Oh my god, do you remember this when we were growing up? We do the retro reviews all the time. WWE was awesome. And if Vince continues to do what he does, there won't be a WWE because he alluded to the fact that, that he might be looking to sell it, which, which, if I'm being honest with you folks, I don't believe that for one second because I think Vince would rather kill it than sell it to somebody else. This could very well be the NWO promo coming back to life,
0: injecting it with a lethal dose of poison. You know i've seen, uh, I've seen that, that everything earlier to today to myself like when it, i was like reading uh, like some of the news items on this but it, you know the but,
1: but the thing that the but the thing is th- this whole thing is turning into a sideshow and it is it, putting wwe in a very bad light and 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 getting back to what this guy said who has a very interesting take that's different than ours. Um, you know, he said that the public outcry was not there for Vince to be removed when all these allegations came out from the Wall Street Journal in the first place. The public outcry is going to be out there not if he comes back and there's more allegations coming and they had him out and they let him back in. Could you? Because they alluded to the, that we have stuff on you that, that the public does not know about yet. And if you come back in here, it's going to make the company look bad, and he doesn't give a fuck. So imagine, imagine how bad that's going to look for WWE and how the stock price is going to plummet and how the shareholders are going to feel about that. But does he care about that? Does he want to... Does he want to save the company his father built? No, he wants the money, and he wants to. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what the fuck this guy wants. It's it, it, it's astounding to me. But moving on, because you know I don't want to spend two hours on vents Yeah, right. Um. But moving on, uh, what say
0: we do the uh, week in review here, my friend? Oh, and uh, before that, actually, um, I did uh, start that. Tr- I did start that uh, tournament into, on my TikTok page, and um, I have the results for those one because I'm gonna I'm gonna get start early on in, on the next round, so that we'll be, we'll have everything by f- by next week. Okay. Cool. And then we can go on to the next one. And I found the one that I originally wanted to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that list off to you. Okay, cool. We might might do that for the next one. But uh, yeah, I would say we go on to Dynamite. Very good. So
1: I'll let you cover that since I dominated the first part of this show.
0: Uh, This show, so... For AEW Dynamite, high points I had Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, I hate to see, I, I, I I like Brian Danielson, but I'm not a fan of Tony and East, but I had to give, I gave that one a, a high point as well.
1: Oh, okay yeah I, I have the wrong AEW dynamite radio let me see if i can get the right one here
0: hold on oh, uh, okay. all right but, and while you're doing that i guess i'll continue on okay before we go to commercial again <laughs> yeah all right and uh the final high point i have is air fox and swerve strickland okay yeah, was, to this point, I had never seen AR Fox. I only heard about him, but I know he was in Evolve, but like seeing the, him for the past uh, few times in the ring, I, I'm a fan of this guy. Yeah, I, I am too, based on what I've seen so far. And low points. Uh, everything else. The Adam Page update. Did you catch the Breakfast Club reference? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> You just stop
1: <laughs> it, it, it was really bad
0: adam cool adam page i don't know gonna, he, he thinks he's cool like uh, with uh, these references that probably no one even
1: yeah there, there, i don't know i i mean i'm sure i'm sure that i have no doubt that that adam page was injured or maybe still is or whatever the hell
0: yeah Um. Well, no, apparently he's cleared.
1: Well, well, since he's announced for next week, but yeah. there's some there's something about Adam Page that just isn't connecting with me, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm concerned about that because because prior to prior to his program with Punk, I would I would have said that Adam Page was one of AEW's high points pardon the pun and um, you know one of their building blocks and I I feel like he's kind of slipping down the card in that regard
0: yep. and for low points I have so my second low point why is Jeff Jer- and Chilito challenging for the tag team championships I don't know that's a low point. and another little point like Gun Club said like, and I'm sorry, no, no offense
1: to Billy Gunn, but I'm not seeing any value in his sons.
0: No. Nope. And the final point I have, and I hate doing this, Samojo and Darby Allen, because Samojo should not be losing to Darby Allen. Thank you. Thank
1: you, thank you, thank you. And that's going to tie into what I have to say a little bit later when we when we talk about Battle of the Belts and and, and and AEW Rampage just a little bit. Don't worry, folks. I, I don't want you to worry. Don't leave the podcast. We are not doing a full Rampage review. No. We have our standards. It's just a little something I want to bring up
0: since we had Battle oh, of the Belts. And and three I, think we'll, I think we'll throw that in uh, right after Dynamite.
1: But, yeah. But um, is that all for
0: your high points? and low points. That's all I have for high point and low points. Yeah.
1: Okay. So my first high point, much much like yours, with Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. I love Ricky Starks, um, and I love the fact that he beat Chris Jericho here. Um, I just, oh my God, that was so, that was such a pleasant surprise because I I thought for sure that. Um, Chris Jericho and rebound, especially after he lost to Action and Andretti. A lot people, with I'm still shocked that I that I didn't know who Action and Andretti was because he was the uh, ch- champion of Maryland Championship Wrestling, and that's my home state's biggest promotion. So I'm shocked that I didn't know that. Um, but um. The the next high point that, that I had was, um, let me see, let me go down a little bit. The um MJF and Bryan Danielson promo.
0: Sorry, you that. I you cut out a bit.
1: The I'm oh I'm sorry. The MJF and Bryan Danielson promo.
0: That was high point. Yeah, It was a, it was a little too long though.
1: Maybe a little bit, but I, I just love I just love MJF as a heel and but I thought Brian had some really good comebacks and stuff, so mm-hmm. um I just really enjoyed that. Um Swerve Shirkland versus A versus um AR Fox was, was perfectly enjoyable. No. However, I must say this. This um you know uh whatever Whatever his his new group is called, and it constantly slipped my mind because,
0: and quite frankly, the, I just, the mogul affiliates. Yes,
1: it, it, it's a miss. It, it is. It is. It is such it a, is
0: terrible.
1: It, it is such a low grade rip off of Hit Row that it is. It is embarrassing, <laughs> uh, and you know, and, and here's the, and here's the thing, and. and this is gonna surprise you coming from me because I've, I've, I've talked about this in the past. Um, I'm a guy who is a is a huge fan of, of tattoos, folks. I I love being in tattoo shops and I love the environment and I've, I've made really good friends within that environment. And, and my, my mom constantly begs me not to get any more tattoos, which, which probably she's going to be further disappointed in the coming years, but nonetheless, my point being, the these whoever this new guy is, he's he's a former minor league baseball player. Yes. Um, the one, the, the one with the tattoos on his face and shit. Yep. Um, this this guy. I know it's unfair to judge him, and I I have friends that are very heavily tattooed, and and I don't want to come off the wrong way. This guy looks like shit.
0: But no, you're right. But no, you're right. He, I, I, he I mean. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said you're right. He doesn't look good. Like I don't like I don't like it. Like uh, it's like his whole appearance and it's whole this whole character he's going i don't like it but but
1: my my point is like you know but but aside from i'm not just being an asshole and criticizing his appearance what, but in, in in the wrestling context it doesn't do swerve's group any favors mm-hmm. because he just what does he add to the group like like and and you might say, well, Parker Boudreaux is heavily tattooed too. What's the difference with him? Um, well, one, he 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 doesn't. It doesn't look like he took a crown and scribbled whatever the fuck all over his face. He doesn't have tattoos on his face. Um, so that's one. But more importantly than that, Parker Boudreaux has much more of a track record in professional wrestling than. Than this former uh, minor league baseball player does, and and going and going further back than than just like the tattoos and the fact that it, that this group wasn't introduced very well because of uh, because of um, Rick Ross's f bomb and the fact that he just bombed in that from a period regardless of the of the F um you a big motherfucker um but but the whole the whole thing with the mogul affiliates just didn't land and and because of that I don't see them recovering from it you know and it's just it's just bad I don't I don't understand that but but having said that I did enjoy um, I did enjoy this match with Sword of Strickland. I love Sword of Strickland, um, but it's just, and this match was completely badass. But it's just he, the fact that he's getting well, he's he's getting involved with this knockoff hit row, and he looks like the leader of a fucking, you know, biker gang slash slash meth lab. And uh, you,
0: know, you know, Ben, we're gonna have to go into commercial we've got less than a minute. Okay. We'll be right back. So my next uh
1: my next high point after Swerve um would have to be uh the main event. I um I really enjoyed the the main event. I have, I have
0: to Sorry, Han, you said that's a high point.
1: Yeah, um, I know. I know you said Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen is a, was a low point for you, and I and I understand why. And I actually agree with you that Samoa Joe should not have lost the TNT title. Um, I one thousand percent agree with you. But in in terms of the match, um, and, um, and just um, how they worked together, I really. Um, I really enjoyed that, specifically the clothes, and just everything about Samoa Joe is completely badass. Just like the story that was being told with um with uh, Darby and the, and the son of like his mentor, um, you know, and and Samoa Joe going after him to start the match, and then um, Sting coming out to celebrate with him at the end. Oh, uh, when you won the match, that, that was just really cool. So, with with all of that in in mind, I would have to give this a high point. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. N- now, <laughs>
1: low point. Gee, I wonder, <laughs> folks. Do you have a guess as to what one of Ben Pierce's low points is going to be for Dynamite? Let's see if you're right. Because I'm going to go back to the top, and and we're gonna and we're gonna go. Through all of the low points, but there's one in particular, and I'm I'm, I'm betting you know which one which one it is. Um, but uh, the first the the first low point, folks, and m- much much like uh, LAO, I hate to do it because it involves Brian Danielson, but Brian Danielson versus Tony Nieves. And and really, this match shouldn't be a low point because Tony Niece is one hell of a professional wrestler. But what in the hell? Why? Between these two guys, why would you have Brian Daniels to squash Tony Niece of all people? I mean, have you, st- have you ever seen Tony Nese wrestle in NXT? Why would you have that guy... In a squash match of all people, like that doesn't make any sense. Um, so the the stuff after it with um with MJF, like I said, that was a high point. But the squash match for Tony East, what the fuck? Um, I mean, if you give them a regular match and then Brian Danielson wins, fine, because at least it was a badass wrestling match. But what the fuck? Good Lord. Um, I and mean, then um. My my next low point was um Sky Blue and uh Kiara Hogan versus Red Velvet and Jay Cargill. However,
0: however, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little something though. I'm putting Sky Blue and Team Yumi. I agree. I absolutely agree. <laughs>
1: I would I would absolutely volunteer to enjoy some Chicago style pizza on a date with sky blue. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't a date, I would volunteer to buy her some Chicago style pizza. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, that's go on.
1: But yeah, that that was that was a low point, largely because well, of Jake Jake calling well, you holy fuck good
0: finish too what was that
1: i don't know and apparently red velvet is back with jay Cargill now what wait what after after she walked out yeah because 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 they teamed together because it was Sky Blue and Ciara Hogan versus oh, Red Velvet yeah, and no, Jade
0: Cargill. I, I, I thought I thought she meant like they're back together, like because uh, she walked out at she walked out uh, during a match. Yeah, but they, oh. but that's what I'm
1: saying. They are back together. Red Velvet and Jade Cargill tagged against Sky Blue and Kira
0: Hogan, which oh, confu- which confused the hell out of me. Oh, yeah. I, thought- I know. I think there they they there was uh, something on Rampage where. Uh, they were about to like uh, split up the baddies, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I, so I, I don't know, but that that was weird. And then of course the the next low point was um or the other low point was the acclaimed versus. Um, I'm sorry, Jay Lethal. I don't know why you're in this storyline. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Jay Lethal of all people in AEW. Once again, let me stress, and I, I don't mean to be dramatic, but let me stress, I wish I had a bullhorn, Th- this, is, this is Jay Lethal, and you have him in a tag team with Jeff fucking Jared.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh, that hurts.
1: Like, this guy should be in the mix for the AEW Championship. Having matches with guys like MJF. He, sh- he should be having bangers with Samoa Joe. I mean, you know, talk about banger after banger after banger. I mean, you know.
0: Okay, any, Seamus.
1: Any number of guys. But you would pair him with Jeff Jarrett.
2: <laughs> I know.
1: I mean, even worse than Jeff Jarrett, if you can believe it. Satinum Sting. Holy shit. Uh, this is what you do with Jay Lethal. Like every time I see Jay Lethal now, I just want to give him a hug.
0: <laughs> you know, you know, let me tell you something about Jay Lethal. So my brother, yeah, he sends me stuff on Instagram like these reels, and lately he's been on this Ric Flair kick. He's been watching old Ric Flair promos. So I sent him the one that uh, Jay Lethal and Ric Flair did and uh, where they were going, going back and forth with their with the woo-off. Oh yeah. I missed that, Jay Lethal.
1: Yeah, he should he should be doing that. And I you know, I don't understand what the fuck this is. You know, I don't get it. But that, of course that had to be a low point. So
0: is that all we have for dynamite i tell you that's all i have for dynamite so what do you got for rampage and battle of the belts okay hang
1: on and um the only thing that i want to bring up from from rampage is this now for battle of the belts keep in mind we had and battle of the belts took place after rampage but keep in mind let me run. Let me run you through the lineup for Battle of the Belts first, and then I'll make my point regarding um, regarding um, Rampage. Okay. All right. Now, now we had the acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett again because we had that on on Dynamite. But why we're having it twice
0: in two days, I'll never understand. Technically, uh, technically, three times because apparently, uh, Jared and Lethal won, but then the match was re- restarted. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's just some sometimes
1: Tony Khan just has these these brain farts of what the fuck. But anyway, um, and then we had um, Jake Cargill versus Sky Blue, which kind of feeds off the tag team match. So fucking that, I'm like, okay, even though I don't give a fuck about Jade Cargill, the fact that Sky Blue was in it, I'm like, okay, the fact that she's getting a little bit of a shot, I don't,
0: I don't mind that too much. Did you notice uh, the, the nameplate that said uh, making her AEW debut?
1: Which was, which was really fucking weird. I'm, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, because I was gonna ask you if you noticed that.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's not her AEW debut, and it's, like now, like, now, if it, if they mean Battle of the Belts, that doesn't even count because Battle of the Belts is AEW. Yeah, I don't,
1: what the fuck? Huh? I just thought, you know, what, you know, and, and this stuff makes it past the production shock. What, I mean, okay. Um, and then, of course, you have. The AEW All Atlantic Championship match, Orange Cassidy versus Skip And now I'm obligated to say this. I don't give a damn about the All-Atlantic Championship. I don't understand why it was created. Now the the same could be said for the TBS title. Um, even though I know logically why it was created, but I don't that doesn't mean why it, that it should exist. Um and the All Atlantic Championship is just a waste of time. And the fact that Kip Sapien is in a main event, somebody has to explain that to me. <laughs> now, and and then and then Dan Halson coming in to curse them and I just what the fuck? Now now, granted, it was it was it was a good match, but I mean this was the main event of your Battle of the Belt special? Holy crap. Now 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 that, we've go, now that we've gone over the lineup for Battle of Belts, and we'll go over this in more detail in just a minute, but now that we've gone over the lineup, let me make my point regarding Rampage. So the main event for Rampage was Darby Allen, who just won the, um, the TNT title, Two days previous, well, really earlier that night, but taping wise, two days previous um, at uh, AEW Dynamite. And then he's defending it two days later at Battle of Bells on Friday night, right? Well, the main event for, for Rampage was Mike Bennett. Versus Darby Allen for the uh, TNT title. Now, somebody has to explain this to me. Now, I'm a, I'm a fan of Mike Bennett and the Kingdom. I I I love I love his work in um, in ROH and even in the, even in Impact. It, it was pretty good and. It, And he got screwed with a cock angle in WWE and was made to look like a complete idiot Um, because, you know, his wife apparently got pregnant by somebody else. when everybody knew it was his kid because they they were justifiably very happy about it online, but yet WWE insisted on making him a fucking cuck. For some reason that I'll never understand, I actually legitimately felt bad for Mike Bennett as a human being for having to put up with that shit. Uh, and by the way, in the middle of the storyline, he had just come back from overcoming drug addiction, and then he gets he gets cut into a fucking cuck storyline where his his wife is apparently sleeping with other people while winning the twenty four seven championship. But okay, um. But anyway, so so it's Darby Allen versus Mike Bennett. Now, to my knowledge, Mike Bennett hasn't been on Dynamite for the longest time since he showed up one time. So my question to you, Elio, and maybe you know more than I do, but what has Mike what has Mike Bennett done on AEW television? Who have earned a chi- a championship match of any kind?
0: Nothing. It's only been uh, mainly on dark or elevation.
1: I I if not, I don't understand that at all. So, but but given the fact that it's that he's facing Darby Allen, and Darby Allen just won on Wednesday night, wouldn't it have made sense? to make this match the main event of your Battle of the Belts special because it's Darby Allen in his first title defense. I guess so. And you want to put him in a big spot, but yet you're going to give that spot to fucking Kip Sapien. Now, nothing against Orange Cassidy because I'm, even though I hate the gimmick, he's a badass wrestler and he proved it. But, you know, you asked me if I want Kip Sapien – or fucking Darby Allen in a main event, and guess who I'm gonna pick? Daria. Darby. Yes, e- exactly. Thank you so much. So that that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Does that did that make sense to you? No. I just what, what the... okay. So I'm I'm glad I wasn't alone in in my thinking there. Okay. Oh oh, and by the way. They also took the time during this Battle of the Belts special to advertise next week's edition of Rampage. And guess what we're going to see? Oh
2: my god. What?
1: <laughs> or, or I should say, guess what specifically I'm not going to see because nobody wants to see this shit. So they're going to have Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale against Tay, the former Tay Conti, and um and Anna J.
0: No, I see it in,
1: in a street fight.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Somebody,
1: oh, somebody help me.
0: Well, I have my low, oh, that's Rampage, you said. Yes. Oh, I, 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 I was going to say, if it was Dynamite, then, like, I was going to say, well, there's my low point right there. <laughs>
1: well, luckily, we don't have to su- subject ourselves to Rampage. But, my God, okay. <laughs> so, now, now that I've made my point... Uh, surrounding Rampage tying into to uh, Battle of the Belts here. Let's go over this Battle of the Belts card. Now, I, now, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain something to you just very briefly. Um, the reason why we're going over this, and the only reason why, is because we've covered all of the other Battle of the Belts um, on this podcast. But if I'm being honest with you, um, we're going to have to reevaluate our decision on whether or not um, we're going to cover Battle of the Belts in the future based on their individual cards and what they're bringing to the show. Because this card, in my opinion, is the weakest card for a Battle of the Belts that I've ever seen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there was nothing special about this. Now, I don't blame anybody because it's part of their job to hype stuff up. But throughout the entire edition of Rampage, all they were doing was talking about Battle of Belts next up on the same channel. Don't move. Battle of Belts is going to be so huge. And what did they give us? Virtually nothing. So with that in mind, let, let's go over uh over high points and low points. If there's any high points for you, LEO, I, I would really like to know what they are. Um, so the first um the first match was the AEW World Tag Team Championship again with the acclaimed defending against poor j Lethal and JE Double F. J A double R E double T.
0: This match—that's a low point for me right there.
1: Uh, it's just why. i'm <laughs> after oh, 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 sure. okay, let me let me just break this down for you, folks, just so you know. I'm not being sour grapes over you know just Jack Jarrett and whatever the hell. Um. The reason why I have an issue with this is the same reason why I have why I had an issue with FTR um, going up against the Gun Club after they lost um, the uh, their latest set of tag team titles, but of course before the NJPW show Wrestle Kingdom, which coincidentally we're gonna go over in just a little bit. Um, but this is a very steep drop off from me claimed and how hot they were coming off with their series of matches with um, Swerve and our Glory. I mean, what, what? You you want me to care about this because of what? I mean, I mean the most enter the most entertaining thing about this match was was. Um, you know, was the acclaim saying that Jeff Jarrett was less was less entertaining than Vince McMahon, <laughs> which that was a timely diss. I'm surprised that was allowed to make the air. Wow. Um, but um, you know, I I just I don't get it, folks. I mean, nothing was something wrong with the with the match in particular. No, because the guys. Involved in this match are all very good wrestlers. Jeff Jarrett was a very good wrestler in his time. I don't think he's a good wrestler now, just because I think he's over the over the hill a little bit. I don't mean that in a disrespectful fashion, but it's just the nature of of father time for some people. Um, You know, not everybody can be daddy ass and walk like a freak at fifty (laughs) eight. I mean, I I no, literally, I saw him in a match. Uh, on, you know, World Rumble 96, which we're going to re- do the retro review on later tonight. And and this guy looks a lot the same now that he did in 1996, body-wise. I mean, th- th- Daddy asked... I mean, why am I saying Daddy S on the podcast?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm myself the same thing. Why
1: did you that you're looking at it, you're
0: like what?
1: But it's just, you know, all credit to him, really. I just good for him. Um but you know, was it a fun match? Yeah. Did I particularly care? No, because it was overbooked, ridiculous and you know why because and i largely ask why because we've seen it twice already i i don't care anymore i mean it's almost like wwe style booking i don't care um and it's not because i don't want to care about these guys it's just what's so different about this match and my buddy elio is over there in canada um, having an allergic reaction to this shit and he's on mute and I wish I could put this review on mute <laughs> <laughs> I, so I don't blame him I, I really don't so moving on um, next up we had um, a very stirring match between I'm um, being facetious and and i i apologize ahead of time to Sky Blue because I really have no problem with her. I have every single problem in the world from a, from a wrestling and personality perspective for Jay Cargill because I think she just exposed herself to be a piece of shit. Sorry, folks, but I just call it the way i the way I see it. um if you're not privy to that reasoning uh go back a little bit into the into the archives it's not too far back you'll find out why um, but it's just once again why i mean jade cargill is 48 now at this point and my my question to you is why what and furthermore what is the value of the tbs title because my argument is this the tbs title was created for Jay Cargill to give her value. Because to me, she is the female version of Bill Goldberg. Except Bill Goldberg had a lot more entertainment value than Jay Cargill. And and Bill Goldberg had a lot less potential than Jay Cargill does. As weird as that combination is to say, it's true. Um, it, it's you know, and it's so it's almost like, am I glad that that Sky Blue is in a championship match? I can't say yes or no because I haven't seen Sky Blue that much because I don't watch Dark or Elevation. I'm not too familiar with her, but from what I have seen, she's very good. I wouldn't have necessarily put her in a TBS title match based on what, a, based on the limited exposure I have to her. But anything to get the title off of Jade is a step in the right direction, and I think the quicker we can, we can do that, is a good thing. But then by doing that, um, meaning if we take the title off of Jade Cargill, what is her value to AEW? And what is the value of the TBS title without Jake Cargill, or, or conversely, does the does the, um, does Jake Cargill have any value without the TBS title? So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't know. I just uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand uh, this whole TBS championship. Uh, it's like. It's like there's no other there's no other challenger out there.
1: Like, yeah, I yeah, I don't I I don't get it. I'm 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 with you there. And then Orange Cassie versus Kip Sapien. Arguably yeah, the I, best
0: I don't care about the Atlantic Championship, but I hate that he carries it around in that uh, backpack.
1: Exactly. It's um it's disrespectful to a title. Um, as I've said before, I mean, um, various title, so, title uh, carrying styles or celebrations have been disrespectful to championships. Um, like the way Johnny Nitro and um, um uh, Joey Mercury. Joey, Mercury carried their titles, wiggling an extension of their dicks, um, was was disgusting. Um, I'm just calling it the way it was. You know, so we've seen that before. And, you know, getting back to the, to the main event of this, because I want to move on before we run out of time on this Zoom call. Um, You know, this is very easily the best wrestling match of the night. I enjoyed this match. I, I enjoy Orange Cassidy. And, you know, to, in all fairness, Kip Sapien is a very, very good wrestler. His gimmick is stupid as fuck. As is um, you know, as is um, Orange Cassidy's. Orange Cassidy's is the worst gimmick I I may have ever seen. That's not named Danhausen, um, it, it, you know, in AEW for God's sake. But um, uh, it's just the the wrestling in this match was leagues above anything else that we saw, um, you know, on this show. So I, I enjoyed the hell out of this, but. We're, but what's my reason for investing? What reason have you given me to care about the All-Atlantic Championship? So, I don't know. But that's my take on Battle of the Belt um, 5. And uh, Elia, do you have anything to add before we move on to the next segment of the show?
0: That was uh, that was the only high point I had. Everything else was a low point for me for that Battle of the Belt I absolutely agree with that, assessment. and I had the same. So, so that brings us to the end of uh, that, and we're going to move on to SmackDown.
1: All right, and, and um, do you want to do that since I did Battle of the Belts?
0: I'll do SmackDown. Okay. So cool. for me, uh, high points, I, okay, I had it, They gave it to Kofi Kingston, Santos Square, but I really... But it's also a low point because Kofi Kingston and his uh, all all the ridiculous things that he was doing the outside with the handstand and uh, all that. Yeah. And did you catch? Did you catch Santos Escobar helping him
1: stay off with that spot by holding on to his leg? Yeah. Like that was so lame. Did you honestly? Did you catch that? Uh, it was so. It was so lame.
0: Yeah. That yeah. was. Yeah. That's only the, if I had to give it a low point. That's the only reason why it was for Kofi's ridiculous stuff outside. Otherwise, I give that a high point, and I give another high point to the main event, uh, uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and the Usos.
1: Absolutely, and um, I would also give a point, give a high point to uh, everything involving Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that. Um, the fact that Roman Reigns got so pissed off at um, at Sami Zayn and everybody, including myself, and I still believe this that outburst marks the beginning of the end for um, the bloodline and and Sami Zayn, but um, well, the bloodline in general. Um, but um, but honestly, like. The reverse psychology that Roman Reigns played on Sami Zayn by apologizing to him and then later in the night having him stay in his locker room to uh watch the main event, but yet the the level of like amusement, but yet the disgust yeah. when he was doing all the shit with the popcorn and you know, throwing it all over the place and gyrating with it with his, you know, fucking whatever the fuck. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's it's a very interesting thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to the. I'm gonna be sad partially when the bloodline ends. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm so looking forward to like the next chapter and the next chapter, that by the time it's time for like the final, um, part of it, I'm gonna be so invested and so excited that like I'm not gonna be sad until. Like it's over, over. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but yeah, so all of that was the high point, and then um, the the low points were um, Charlotte versus Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, even though I have to give, I have to give Charlotte this, and you guys know how I feel about Charlotte on screen. Um, but her like babyface promo, I don't like her ability to cut promos. I think they're by and large atrocious. However, her uh, her attempts to connect with, with the crowd were refreshing. And when Memphis, I laughed my ass off. When Memphis was chanting at um, Charlotte, to uh and um and Sonya whooped that trick and then and then Charlotte was like I think they're calling you a trick and, you know I laughed my ass off <laughs> so the, the match itself was a low point but the promo was um was a surprising high point for me All
0: right. um I was going to to my low points which that was one of them but my other one was uh Madcap and Emma and uh Scarlett and Karen Cross.
1: What well, what are they doing with with K and
0: Cross? What the fuck? Uh, like like they, I was doing a program with Rey Mysterio. I don't know why he's uh, in a tag match with uh, Mad Cat Moss.
1: But aside, and once they finally get that rolling with with Rey, I'm going to be very invested because you guys know how I feel about both Rey Mysterio and Kerry Cross. But I have to tell you. Like I was so excited when they bought carrying Cross back and Charlotte cause she should be the captain of Team Yummy.
0: hold, on, hold on. Um but uh I think Charlotte should be the team cap the captain of Team Yummy?
1: not in, she's nowhere in competition with charlotte no or nowhere oh, who, or nowhere in competition with scarlet no no oh uh, i didn't
0: hear you who you say scarlet scarlet yes oh okay wait i didn't understand i didn't hear you too well
1: okay. um but yeah scarlet should definitely be the cousin of Teamy yummy but um but yeah this uh this version of carrying a cross isn't doing much for me right now no and it's actually since he returned it's been kind of like very lukewarm for me i don't know how you feel about that but for me it's just
0: yeah i miss you with carrying without cross kind of,
1: yeah um and then um scarier yeah and then of course the other high, another high point was um was uh, the main event. I'm right there with you. I absolutely loved it. And then um, but the low point that I have to mention, and I understand why they did it because they had to do something with Hit Row because goddamn they were stinking up the joint. Yeah. They're they're. They're turning heel by attacking Ricochet with a low point for me. Um, I just I I don't get it with hit row and you know without Swerve they're just not working. And you know I may be in the minority here, but I actually there's something that I really like about Top Dollar. Um, but but this this thing with with um hit row just isn't working. It it just really isn't. And and I don't I don't know what to do here, but it's like without Swerve as the magic ingredient, it's not working. Just like the Mogul affiliates it isn't working. I mean, good God. Just stop, please. So those are the high points and low points for SmackDown. And should we take a break before we move on?
0: I think so, because, yep, our producer is just giving me a sign right now that we should go into a commercial.
1: Yeah, and we'll and we'll be right back with our review of Wrestle Kingdom from New Japan
0: Pro Wrestling. All right, now we're going to get into Wrestle Kingdom 17. Night one took place on January 4th from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And... We begin with a kickoff show, which was which was an exhibition match. Ryohei Oiwa versus Oleg Bol- Bolton, which ended in a time limit draw. Then in the next match, it was a New Japan Rambo, which is basically their version of the Royal Rumble with the winner. Challenging for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2023 championship match at the next event, which is New Year's Dash. And that was won by the team of the Great Okan, Shingo Takagi, Shou, and Toriano, who advanced to the four-way match. And the third and final match on the, on the pre-show had the Antonio Noki Memorial six-man tag match. Yuichi Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe defeating Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask.
1: Congratulations on getting all these names right. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> um, still amazes
0: you. <laughs> yes, it does. It still amazes me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, now we move on to the main card itself, and the first uh, matches tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. We have TJP. And Francesco Akira catch twenty two, defeating Leo Leo Rush and Yo. What what an absolutely what what, I said. What an
1: absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal match. Uh, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, First, first of all, can we talk about how criminally underrated TJP is? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it, to me, at least in the American scene, because I'm like, oh my God, you got, you know, you got to be kidding me with this. But um, you know, for but for the time that it got, um, I mean, I would give it a, I would give it a four star, a, a four star, yeah. uh, match. I mean, good lord, and um, I'll tell you what, when when. When Leo Rush took that bump into the um, into the ramp and cut his head open, early oh my lord! Um, it, it, this was an excellent storytelling um, tool because it stopped him from hitting his uh, fin- finishing maneuver
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because he couldn't see because of the blood in, in his eyes. Yeah, which, which led to um, which led to uh, TJP and Akira getting the victory, and like I can't I can't do this match justice even if I tried, um, it's, by going move by move. But you know, I, to be honest with you folks, I wasn't even trying to do any of that because this was my legitimately this was my first ever IWGP um you know, uh event that I've seen in its entirety. So this was like an entirely new experience for me.
0: You, al- it's your very first NJPW show. Yeah. I've
1: yeah. always I've always said that the glaring weakness in my wrestling knowledge is um you know the the Japan side of things and, and um and it. I'm telling you the truth, I just, I've never been familiar with that side of the, side of the game, and, um, you know, but this was, I thought that this match, that this match was awesome, and it, it, I know that this is what it's designed to be, but it, it, it it was giving me, like, Wrestlemania vibes.
0: Well, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's version of Wrestlemania. Yeah,
1: which is why I said I know
0: what it's designed to be, but I mean, like this is this is no, yeah, excellent. It's designed to be that, but it's it 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 is that. Uh, like uh, the the whole production, the setup. Uh, I enjoy uh, watching these these show, the shows.
1: Yeah. Now, I I would say, um, you know, the the next match was on um, Kyrie, the former Kyrie Zane. Who still had her pirate gimmick which i which i which i always loved i, I found that really funny
0: yeah. um she defeated for, mcconnell for the awgp to hold on to the awgp women's championship and eh, but let's talk about the end
1: <laughs> yeah i was disappointed by the actual match i thought it went too fast but by the end of the night nobody's going to remember the match because of what happened at the end uh because Mercedes Monet made her debut. Uh, Where did they get that hair? And um, uh, I didn't like the hair. I gotta tell you, I didn't like the hair, but the headpiece and all that—that that was awesome, and she looked fantastic. I don't know. I don't know what the hair was. I'm assuming that was a nod to you know Japanese culture or something. I don't. I don't know enough about that but i'm assuming because it was just so wild but um you know for those i mean everybody knows that that was sasha banks but um you know i'm i'm so glad that she is in new japan and she's just away from wwe because especially with the news that broke you know which we went over yeah, because she would just be right back in the same position that you know that she was in when she left. Yeah, because nothing has changed about about the the women's division over there, even with a uh, Triple H in charge. And now that Vince is back, if he gets back in tra- in charge of creative, which we all hope that God doesn't happen, the wrestling God's got to help us out on that one. But you know, if he does, then we know nothing's going to change. But she, so this is awesome for her, and um, you know, I definitely want to see Battle in the Valley, um, in San Jose because um, because of it being her debut in Japan match wise,
0: and that will be on February eighteenth, I believe.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um. So yeah, her debut was was a highlight of the night for me absolutely. And then um next up, not to de- not to downplay anything because that was that that was a huge um, that was a huge deal um, for for Mercedes um, but you know it's just just like everything in wrestling nowadays like it's the worst kept secret. like everybody knew that she was going over, over there and everybody knew that she was going to debut at Wrestle Kingdom like it was a, it was a, pretty much a foregone conclusion when she didn't show up at um you know at Survi- at Survivor Series that's when everybody was like oh well she's going to go to Japan now I mean duh um but next up we had the IWGP Tag Team titles and you know I can only assume that FTR is either going to exclusively focused on AEW or they gotta be going to uh to um WWE. One of one of those two things, because you know, their schedule has just been too hectic. But I'm I'm assuming that's why they're dropping the belts now because no no I mean and by belts I mean like all three belts that they've lost within the last two months yeah uh, or within the last month actually that being you know the these these latest ones against Bisaman and um you know they, they they lost the titles in the um in the finals of the trilogy with with the um. Briscoes. Oh God, I, I'm Briscoes. blanking. Briscoe's, yeah, the the Briscoe brothers, and um, and then they lost the um, I think they lost the AAA titles as well recently in um, Mexico. Um, so either either they're gonna stay put in AEW and focus on that, or they're gonna go back to um WWE, and is with it, with this news that just broke. With Vince coming back, I have a hard time believing that that anybody's going to want to come back now. So even if that was the plan, you know, things might be rapidly changing now for FTR because, you know, we all know how uh, Vince feels about about, uh, tag team wrestling. So if he gets back in the creative chair, FTR better be running to Tony Khan like, please... Uh, TK help. Yes. Cause because I mean if you look at the year that, that, that FTR has had and the legacy that, that they built away from WWE, do you really want to go back into Vince's pocket? No. Nope. No. It it was completely different when it was Triple H. Because at least Triple H would have taken care of FTR. But now with the threat of Vince looming, because I don't buy for a second that he's not going to be involved in creative, am I particularly worried about it at this particular point in time? No, not really, because I'm going to let things unfold. But I'd be, I'd be stupid, and we'd be dumbasses and irresponsible if we didn't say that that is a very distinct possibility based on everything Vince has done in the past. So if I'm FDR, I'm staying my happy ass in AEW. Um, I don't care how much money they throw at me, I am not sitting and catering because Vince McMahon does not like tag team wrestling. Yeah. And, and this match with Bishamon was was great. Um I I have to I have to admit I was a little bit disappointed that it only went ten minutes, but for what it was, um it it was fantastic. Um, you know, you're not gonna get me to complain with an FTR match. I, w- I was kind of expecting in, in, in them to face Austin Open. I'm 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 not familiar with with um with Bischmann at all. This was the first time I'd ever seen them. But
0: yeah, Bishaman is made up of Hiroki, Goto, and Yoshihashi,
1: and uh, you know they were fantastic as well. So shout out to them. Um because, because they showed me I had never heard of them. Like I said like I said, NJPW is the only gaping hole in my you know um wrestling knowledge when it comes to major wrestling promotions.
0: Oh
1: yeah. um, touch courses in this. <laughs> well but but see now now that I now that I'm like tuned in a little bit and gotten exposed to this. And this is the first njpw show that we've covered on this podcast i would be very open to covering more njpw shows on this on this show yeah for sure so if you i mean because like i said I, I would suggest that we cover um mercedes de- debut um match in the company so I'm assuming we're going to cover that card so any other time that you want to cover um NJPW yeah I'm definitely down for that because I'm definitely going to cover uh you know Wrestle Kingdom in the future after this oh I mean holy shit
0: and in the next match we had the inaugural MJPW World Television Championship Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Ren Narita now, Ben, what do you think about Zach Saber Jr.? Um, believe it or not, folks, and I know
1: I know the the name Zach Saber Jr. And I've seen clips of him all over the place. I know I know him, but this was like the first full match that I've seen of Zach Saber Jr. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Well, once again, I, and maybe this is just njpw and what they do maybe they just have shorter matches but once again i was a little bit surprised it only went 10 and a half minutes but for 10 and a half minutes good god they
0: passed their shit in, in in new japan because well you know new japan usually gives the earlier matches a shorter time because looking at the last two matches they went the longest that
1: I, you know I, I noticed that absolutely i noticed that
0: yeah over 30 minutes and actually yeah one of them i i think it was that kenny omega match at one wrestle kingdom that went 50 minutes but i'm not i can't i'm not i'm not, I'm not like 100 sure but i think there was one that went over 50.
1: well you know sign me up if we ever find yeah. which one that is i'll look that bitch up because you know, say what you want about Kenny Omega, but um you know, I think I think he's been proven to be a fantastic wrestler. Um, you know, am I a fan of his with the young bucks and all that stuff? Not really. Am I as big of a Kenny Omega fan as many other people? No, not really. But I have to I have to say that sometimes when he steps in those ropes and has a serious match and cuts all the comedy shit out. Um, you know, I'm good with that. Now that being said, you know when he when he came out dressed as Sephiroth from Final Fantasy, I write that a little bit because i'm I'm a little bit of a video game guy myself. um but it's just um, you know, from a wrestling perspective, Kenny Omega. Is that guy? And I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I was a little bit of an anti-Kenny Omega guy because I had heard so much about him being a dick. And maybe, that, maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I'm not. In, I'm not in position to make that call. I haven't heard anything, uh, particularly recently, about him being an outright dick. Um. So you know, maybe, maybe I'm in in the wrong for thinking that. I don't know, but. Uh, from a from a wrestling perspective, I um I really enjoyed this very much, and it was it was an absolute treat to get to see a full Zack Saber Jr. match.
0: All right, and next uh, we had we have a new never open league championship best. Tomatonga, accompanied by Jado, defeated Carl Anderson. Um, I didn't care about this match at
1: all. I um this match was very boring um considering who was in it I I expected much more from it now maybe Carl was limited because he's under a WWE contract and couldn't do as much as he wanted to um but for what it was
0: I was very disappointed and um the following was a six man tag team match and it was K G Muto's last NJPW match and of course we had Keijimuto, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shoda Yumino defeating Los 5 Benantes in Tetsunaido Tetsanaido and Bushi.
1: Now, now granted, I I looked a little bit up on this guy, um, because there you is. know there you, you uh... I looked a little bit up on this guy, Ke- because oh. yeah, I, Kejimoto, because I, I I admit that. I'm not too overly familiar. Yeah. Sadly, um, based on how much this guy was being put over, because apparently he's an NJPW icon. And I apologize, but like I said, New Japan is uh, just not my forte most. But hopefully that'll change. Because if this show was any indication of what NJPW brings to the table,
0: and I can watch it now. But Ben, I, I, I'm sure you've seen Keisha Muto in WCW. Well,
1: I, I probably did and just did, didn't realize what? it was
0: him. Great Mudo. Oh, that's him? That's him. That's the Great Mudo.
1: Oh, well, then why did they just say the Great
0: Muto? Of course I know who the Great Muto is. He's a Great Muto over in the US, but in Japan, he's, known, he's better known as Keisha Muto. Well, why wouldn't they?
1: Did, of course, I know who the great Muta is. I've, I've I've seen him. Okay, well, that just made me look like a fucking idiot live on my show. Fuck.
0: Well, no, I was trying to say that though, while you were talking. I was trying to. I was uh, saying that's the Muta was a great Muta. Okay, well then, rest
1: assured, folks. I know who the great Muta is. I've seen old matches of his with
0: Sting. I I understand who the great Muda is. I I I get that. Now, Ben, do you see do you see my favorite Tetsuna Yeah,
1: I and oh, I compl- no. I completely understand why that was. And uh, that, have you that was amazing.
0: Just when he does the thing with the wide eye, when um, he when he you ever notice how he has his finger and his thumb and he opens his eye wide like that.
1: Um, hold on. Let me let me look at you. Cause,
0: like he, you know how he does that with the eye thing. Oh yeah,
1: I did notice that.
2: Yeah,
0: there's a story behind that. Cause I I often I've wondered that for the longest time. I'll tell you about that off air. But there's a, I found out the story behind that.
1: Okay, very good.
0: All right, so um, is that all you have on this match? Yeah. Uh, all right, right so we have a four way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Karumu Takahashi defeating Taiji Shimori, El Desperado, and Master Wado to become the new champion.
1: Um, maybe it was just because I was a little bit beat up at this point, but I had issues following this. I don't. I don't know why. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was a bad match, but I I just had
0: issues following this. Well, four-way and, match four-way matches here are different than in the US. And and all and also it has it has
1: to be admitted that outside of Taji Ishimori, I had never heard of any of these guys. So for for those two reasons, I was really struggling with with this particular match. I, I have nothing against the match, I just, you know, but it's just, if you don't know what you're looking at, it's just kind of difficult.
0: Oh, uh, sorry, okay, go on. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no are you done? There?
1: Yeah, I'm oh. ready to move on.
0: Alright, so next match for the IEWCP United States Championship, Kenny Omega defeating Will Ospreay.
1: Yeah, like, like not to be a nerd, but I just have to say again that his separat entrance was fucking incredible. Um I just that's that's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Um Hey, um because I cause like I said, I've, I've never been the biggest Kenny Omega guy. Even like even when he started with AEW, he, with all the interviews he did, I just thought he came across like a dick. Yeah. I I get honest to God. And you know, no matter how good of a wrestler he is, like I have the same problem with Rick Flair. Like if if you come off like an asshole, I'm gonna think you're an asshole regardless of how good of a wrestler you are you know what I mean Mm -hmm. uh it it doesn't mean I can't separate your talent from the individual it's it's the same concept with Vince you know I understand the genius that he is but I can also acknowledge him being an absolute dick who I have an issue respecting yep now I'm not I'm not putting I'm not putting Kenny Omega anywhere near Vince because I have much less exposure to Kenny Omega um by a long shot i am not putting kenny anywhere near vince let me just verify that um but in terms of this match kenny omega won me over a lot more than than any of his aew work and maybe that's unfair but i'm just telling you the truth this match in particular showed me that kenny omega was the truth
0: all right and in a main event of so night one of Wrestle Kingdom Kazushika Okada defeating Jake White to become the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion what a fucking match holy shit can we can we run
1: that back at the next show please <laughs> just for my entertainment now that i understand um this promotion a little bit better because, so that, because, you know, uh, I was just getting my feet wet with this one, but now that I understand this a little bit better. Yeah. I could,
0: what? No, I'm saying, yeah. No, I'm listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought,
1: you, I thought you were saying my name. I'm
0: sorry. Whoa. So that brings us to the end of uh, night one, and now I have in front of me the card for night two. Are you ready for this, Ben? Yeah. So, we have two matches on the on the pre-show, and the second one surprised me. But first, we have a tag team match, Kosei Fujita and Ryohei Oewa versus Taishi Ozawa and Yasutake Yano. Okay. In the second match, this is surprising, because I don't know why they would put him on a pre-show. Tomohiro Ishii. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: They put oh my god. Okay. This is this is the this is the NJPW guy that I've probably seen the most of both online and on TV. Yeah, he's in, he's in the AEW. Yeah, that's why I said both online and on TV, I've probably seen the most of Damiro Hiroishi, And I don't understand why he, he of all people would be on the pre-show. Like why? It's so, so- so we
0: have tag team Tomohiro Ishii Luke versus Masa Kitanya, and Daiki Inaba. Now on to the main card, Ben. <laughs> okay. This one uh, might be, well, it might not be too challenging because we're going to start off with an eight-man tag match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Takashi Tsuchira, Toriyano, and Satoshi Kuchima versus the Bullet Club. Made up of El Fantasma, Kenta, Gato, and Naomi Shimerafuji.
1: Let me let me ask you a question. Do you, and, and do you think the um, the Bullet Club should just disband as the Bullet Club because it doesn't seem to be anywhere near what it used to be?
0: I don't know, I mean, they are pretty uh, big over in, J- in Japan, like, I, I agree, like, uh, but uh, they were like, uh, they were, um, first it was NWO Japan, and then it was the Bullet Club, but um, over there, they're pretty big, but I see, I see what you're saying, because, I mean, it's kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like a friend's course but at the same time, like I said, they're they're big over there.
1: Yeah, well, that's understandable. All
0: right, then we have singles match El Desperado versus Yohei. Then we have a six man tag match The team of Master Wado, Risuki Taguchi, and Tiger Mask versus Alejandro, Junta Miyawaki, and Amakusa. Well, that sounds like a good one. Next we have tag team, a tag team match. The new champion, Kazushika Okada and Togi Makabe versus Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. Oh, very cool. In the singles match, we have Bushi versus Tadasuke, followed by Hiromu Takahashi versus Hashime Ohara, Sanada versus Manabu Soya, Shingo Takagi versus Kazuhiko Nakajima, and in the main event, Tetsuya do versus Kenno.: Sign me up for that one. So that is Wrestle Kingdom Night 2, and now on to the results for New Year Dash, which took place the following night, January 5th. Very good. All right, let me just pull up uh, the card here
1: and then after you hit those results we'll uh, go to the commercial one more time
0: oh yes i just saw the notice. here all right okay very good new, new year dash and this one took place from the from the oda city channel gymnasium in tokyo japan and in the first match we had house of torture made up of evil the, uh usual Takahashi. And Dick Togu defeating Tomo, Tomo Hanma, Tiger Mask, and Renarita. Then we had Tai Chi, Yoshinobu, Kanamaru, and Toki defeating United Empire. The Mighty D'Neil defeating Chaos made up of Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi. Another eight man tag match with Chori Umino, Togi Makuri, Taguchi, and Yo, defeating L.I.J., made up of Naido, Sonata, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi. The Gorillas of Destiny, Hiroshi, Tanahashi, Master defeating the Bullet Club. Then we had a four way with Shingo Takagi, defeating Shoguido Khan and Toriano to become the the inaugural provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2023 champion, and then the main event, Kazushika Okada and Kenny Omega defeating United Empire.
1: That was one hell of a main event, my friend. Good God!
0: to watch that. One. We didn't cover that. You New know Year Dash.
1: Well, I I think we should after um after um hearing that um, but we got um. I yeah, tell you, you what, I yeah. tell you what, man. We should um. We, we've got a lot to cover this new year. I mean, this show has turned into a marathon. So maybe not maybe not tonight, but but um, definitely on on the next
0: show for sure. Well, not tonight, really. but um, yeah, the, the New Year Dash is up on uh, that site that uh, I gave you. Cool. Where you saw New Japan? Where you saw Wrestle Kingdom? You'll find the New Year Dash there. Cool. All right, and with that that we're going to commission we'll be back with our cover our uh review of rumble 96. all right we're back um we're we are going to get into our retro rumble review this week we have royal rumble 1996 from fresno california at the southern arena and then yeah. so we're seeing this rumble uh the, well the
1: actual rumble was uh was much better than uh, 1995, which, if you missed that review, that's on last week's show. I know,
0: um, I know, I know, they often, every year, they seem to change the time interval, it's, uh, it's weird. Well, I'm glad that, I'm glad that they did, because the,
1: the, um, the every minute one. Uh, that's that, what I
0: mean, the every minute that, one, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, the one that they had at 95 did what wasn't working at all and they also had a lot more um star power um in this one so talking, t- talking about 96 so, so that was nice
0: we, yeah so there was no uh, kickoff show so we get right into the first match it's a qualifying match to dumpster draw defeating triple h by disqualification
1: well I think that was a free show because the first match oh, that was I it? have yeah, the first match I had was Ahmed Johnson versus Jeff Jarrett.
0: Oh, okay, uh, all right. It's just the way it's written here on uh, Wrestling Data because usually I can tell the I can tell if it's a pre-show match because they have DM for dark match. Oh, okay. So okay, so so the so the pre-show match is Duke Dumpster Defeating Hunter vs. Homesley by DQ and that's
1: the reason why he had to enter number one in the rumble talking about triple h and uh what
0: do you have this one
1: um well i didn't see that one because that was on the pre-show
0: oh right okay oh so so, so, okay so by the sounds of the match itself uh, so Um, uh, this one i didn't see either
1: well, I mean, you know, Duke the Dumpster, who gives a fuck? Um, I mean, really, not to be unkind, but the gimmick sucks. 50,
0: um, 50% give it a 2.
1: Well, th- that seems fair enough. And in, in all fairness, um, the Blue Blood version of Triple H
0: sucked. So, oh, I, mean, I, I kind of liked it at times. At times. I, I liked his vignettes uh, when uh, they first introduced it, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, those were funny. I, I admit that those were funny.
0: Alright, so the actual first match, we had Ahmed Johnson versus Ben's favorite chef Jared. Oh god.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: this was um
1: I believe that this was his uh second straight rumble of leading things off. Um he got his ass handed to him. Um but uh by and large, but the, um, the the ending was legitimately rough as hell um in my in my follow-up research i discovered that when um when double j jumped off the second rope and delivered the guitar shot to the to the head Mm -hmm. of ahmed he suffered a legit concussion oh wow okay like that was that was really bad. And then um so but before that, um so um Ahmed hit a uh, hit a um like a top rope dive and it doesn't matter if it's or like an over the top rope dive from in the ring. Um and it doesn't matter if it's two thousand twenty-two or nineteen ninety-six. Anytime a three hundred-plus pound man can do that, I'm impressed. Oh, I mean, good God. Um, and um, and then the other really cool spot, even though it ended up in, in a in a miss. Um, I don't know if you remember when um when uh, Booker T used to do that move called the Houston Hangover. It was the kind ha- of like,
0: oh, yeah, um, on the Harlem hangover. Was that the axe kick to the back of the? No, no.
1: The, the Houston hangover was, um, was, um, the like the somersault leg drop off the top.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So,
1: so Ahmed Johnson went for that and he missed, but it was a, it was a cool spot. Um, and then, uh, Yeah, Ahmed Johnson hit hit some really cool spots in this match. I I really did not like the guitar shot, though, because, I mean, even before I figured out that he got concussed on that one, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, like, even back in 96, when people were, like, swinging chairs and guitars at each other all the time, I'm like, that's probably not going to end well. You know, and, and I no like even when I was like ten, eleven, twelve years old. I'm like, why are they doing that? Yeah. And and it comes. To, I mean, I'm not claiming to have advanced medical knowledge, but it it doesn't take a a fucking rocket scientist to figure out that's not a good idea.
0: So let me ask you. Um. So what are you giving this one? Because this one's kind of hard to uh, grade here.
1: I would give it a, a two, only because, uh, I mean, a two out of five, only because some of the spots were impressive, but the, the the match itself was just a bit too fast for my liking.
0: And I'll tell you why. It's hard because there's a three-way here. 27% uh, each gave it a one, two, and a three star well I can
1: kind of understand that though like I'm not I'm not mad at that because that it, it, it is hard to
0: grade next we had a tag team championship match the smoking guns going in as champions versus the body Donna skip and zip you know I mean
1: God God bless his soul I know he was dating Sonny back in 96 so he was a lucky man back then but poor. Poor fucking Chris Candino having to deal with a body down as his... Holy fuck. And I'll even extend that sympathy to Tom Pritchard. I mean, what the fuck kind of gimmick was this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this
0: <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And it's funny the way they brought Sonny in because... Remember how they used to have um the control center where they would do the live updates like oh like uh, the next uh, event coming to you live from like whatever state they were in or whatever yeah. town. Yeah. She was brought in as a as a one as a, the person that did do the event center updates.
1: Yeah, I, I um I remember that. Yeah.
0: I was like, okay. And then uh, from there then they moved over to a manager. I'm like, alright.
1: Well yeah, and then like the um like I I remember her like in the event center like through past research. Like I knew she did that, but my first like exposure to her in wrestling was when she came out like as the manager of the um
0: Body Donna Yeah.
1: No, 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 no. This was the no, this was oh. after that. This was, was, um, the first time I ever saw Sonny was, um, was, like, I think the the night after WrestleMania 14. Oh, okay. Because I remember at WrestleMania 14, because I saw it way later, she came out with, um, with oh, LOD. Yeah. And then, um, so I think the first time that I saw her was the
0: night after that. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. All right. So this match, what do you got for this one? A two, you know,
1: it wasn't it wasn't bad. Like, you know, it was it was a good match. They so put it together well, but but the gimmick was just so terrible. Which which one skip? Which one skip? You know, it's not like they're twins or what the fuck. Sixty four percent give it a three. Well, I mean, you know, and I think that's because of the smoking guns. Yeah, you know, I, I I really do, um, because you know Billy and Bart were really really good, yep. and you you could see even back then. I mean, this was well before the you know New Age Outlaws, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that Billy Gunn would have been a star without the New Age Outlaws. I don't, I, I can't I can't you know forecast that, but he he I mean the the Smoking Guns were really smooth tag team wise.
0: All right, and next we had the Intercontinental Championship. Razor Ramon going in as champion, go with uh, losing to Goldust. Goldust, the new Intercontinental Champion.
1: Oh my God, this was rough.
0: know yeah. this this is a match where uh, he had Razor in the corner, and he's like standing on the turnbuckle back, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. this its just you know, I—I I mean, I get it, you know. Gold Dust had just debuted, like I think in ninety, like late ninety-five. Yeah. You know, so he was still new, and this was, and I do know that Royal Rumble '96 was Marlena's debut because Vince was really putting it over. Like, who is this? And you, you could tell them they were surprised and. That Goldust would bring her out because justifiably so. Every everybody thought that um, Goldust was gay because look at look at him. I mean, what the fuck? You know, doing his best. You know, David Bowie impression. Yeah. Um, You know, love David Bowie by the way. Um, But um, you know, I mean, I know they said he was androgynous, but I mean, you know, Goldust was doing his best. Fucking uh, Gold you know, they have a bowie impression. And um you know, and then of course they said, look, he's got a tattoo of of Razor Ramon and, and, and his name and a heart. You know, and, and yeah. you know, I just I couldn't and, and they ran the promo package and yeah he did have like a drawn on tattoo of Razor's name and a heart. Ugh. and the the fucking the fucking video package was creepy. But you know, like I get it. They were showcasing how bizarre gold dust is, right? And you could I mean, even this guy says it and I didn't I didn't even I, I wasn't even gonna say it but because I saw it because I, I didn't see this before I thought of it. But even 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 the review that I'm looking at says and I quote, You can play a good drinking game though. Take a shot every time Vince McMahon says bizarre during one of Goldust's matches. <laughs> I
3: mean,
1: I mean, and by the end of this, you could have been very, very drunk. Uh. Um, but yeah, but the point of this was to show, um, Goldust's psychological tactics, yeah, um, because the whole storyline was that, um, you know. Was was Goldust more interested in the Intercontinental Title, or was he more interested in uh, you know sexually pursuing you know Razor, um, which was which was very risque for back then, for '96, I thought. Um, but um you know, it, it, there was just too much of that, and not too much wrestling. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like crawling around, um, you know, on the floor, and it was very what it, rem- it reminded me of? It reminded me of that uh, that GCW match with Jeff Jarrett and um, oh F-E. god, who and, and who was his opponent? Effie. Yes. Exa- exactly. That's exactly what this reminded me of and it was just, it was so distracting and so fucking odd that I couldn't really pay attention to the match.
0: And so I guess uh, you gave it a what?
1: I, I gave it a two out of respect for Scott Hall, but you know
0: sixty seven percent gave it a three.
1: Oh fuck right off. <laughs> but, but from a from a like his, historic perspective, it's pretty fun. It's pretty funny to to think that four months later, uh, Scott Hall was off the WCW. Uh, you know figuring out the outsider storyline and building the foundation for the nwo
0: in july all right and up next we have the royal rumble match itself and the participants are as follows we had a number one hunter's Holmesley, henry godwin Bob Backlund, Jerry Lawler, Bob Holly, King Mabel, Jake Roberts, Dory Funk Jr., Yokozuna, 123Kid, Takawa Amari, Savio Vega, Vader, Doug Gilbert, Squad Team 1 and 2, Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels, Fukushi, Tatanka, Aldo Montoya, Diesel, Kama, the Ringmaster, Barry Horowitz, Fatu. Isaac Yankum, Marty Trinity, British Bulldog, and Duke Dumpster Josie.
1: And did you notice how many failed gimmicks of like epic wrestlers were in this match? Like, you know, you had you had Steve Austin as the ringmaster. You had Kane as Isaac Yankum. You know, you just you had so many people that just had the shittiest gimmicks you could possibly imagine.
0: You have number fifteen and sixteen, which is, or there's a squat team which I had never heard of.
1: No, I no. I the only the only SWAT team I ever heard
0: of wrestling was the
1: Samoan squat team and that was um no oh,
0: that's squat team I said squat team. That's how that's what it says here. Squat What the fuck does that mean? The no time. idea. That's what they're called. <laughs> the squad team. I don't I don't wanna know what squad team means. What the fuck? <laughs> um okay, well maybe that belongs in Gold Dust Head, number not nine. Jeez. Um So of course this one was won by Shawn Michaels, and what do you have for this one? Um this one I would rank uh uh
1: seven. This one was very solid and I particularly liked the The ending. I like the fact that of who they had as the final four.
0: Which you, yeah. you you ranked this one up?
1: I I I give this one a, like
0: a uh uh three point five out of five. Oh okay. No no. Go on. And finish what you were saying. The ending. The final four. Yeah, and
1: just the um. You know, the, the fact that they had the British Bulldog, they had, um, you know, Diesel, they had, um, they had, um, Shawn Michaels.
2: Oh.
1: Um, and I forget, I forget who the, um, who the fourth one was. It wasn't, it wasn't Ian, because he was, he was eliminated right before that, but, um, but they just had a very compelling final four, um, before um, John Michael
0: super kicked his
1: best friend, Diesel, over the top.
0: Yeah, and of course, and, of course they would plant the, the seed for the story they would tell later on in the year.
1: Yeah, and, and that was that was masterfully done, because, that you know, um, Kevin Nash, Katie Diesel, did a wonderful job playing the tweener in the in the after effects of that
0: no because, you know, you know what we need to do we need to review in your house hell no um good friends better enemies that that one that was where uh diesel turned full heel and uh the main event was diesel versus Shawn michaels
1: well we can do that i mean we can do that Fuck, we can do that um you know next week i don't give a shit. but yeah, um we can figure that out um but um but yeah, just the, the way that that Kevin like played that and like his acting, like you know he was happy for his friend, but yet he was so pissed. And they yeah. had the, the camera on him as 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 um Shawn was celebrating after Diesel had stepped out of the ring from doing their trademark celebration from when they were a team. You know that it was just it was just perfect setup for what was to come. and um i was I was very surprised that um that the Royal Rumble didn't end the evening yeah. um because um, because even though this review has it as the final match, that isn't true because the Undertaker versus Bret Hart. Um, uh, um, finished off tonight,
0: and then I think that's uh, that's uh, the good way, the right way to finish off because I always grew up, I grew up always uh, with always uh, the heavyweight championship as a final match. I 100% agree with
1: you. I always, you know, I love the Royal Rumble and I completely understand why that's the main event, but I always believed that you're here. Your heavyweight title should be the last thing that you see if you have if you have that match scheduled um for that pay per view. Yep. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with you that. So um,
0: what do you what do you have for that one? Well the story the was head? the sorry? store oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said we done uh rumble? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
0: What do you have for this one?
1: Um well the story and the match were two different things the The story of the match was fantastic if I'm just basing it off the story I would give that a 5 out of 5 like I loved the psychology of the match okay. now the wrestling in and of itself um, now don't get me wrong because I, I know how Bret Hart wrestled and and I would I will always have Bret Hart listed as one of my top wrestlers of all time, but having having him wrestle like a really slow pace against another slow paced wrestler such as The Undertaker, when they're both so methodical and they're in their in their strategies, this match kind of dragged for me.
2: Okay.
1: Um. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of um, sitting around and waiting for the next big spot. Um, so I would I would give it a three out of five. Um, and the other and I this is a small thing, I get this, but the other thing that took me out of it was like what the fuck is going on with that bone version of the Phantom of the Opera mask with the Undertaker.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you you know where that's from, right? Well, I, I, yeah,
1: but y- yes, but they couldn't come up with a better mask for the guy.
0: No, I know what I'm saying, but you know how he got that one, right? Yes. Yeah. From from uh, Mabel.
1: Well, of course.
0: Yeah. So
1: because when when someone steps in the room with a five hundred plus down uh, man, you're gonna get
0: fucked up. But, uh, yeah. um, but uh, when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? what's going on with this mask?
1: Um, yeah, it was not good.
0: All right. So overall, what do you give the pay-per-view itself? Um, I would give it a 3.5 out of 5. 3% give it a 4. Very good. All right. That is our Retro Rumble review. Uh, ben, I uh, I told you I'd uh, put together that one um that one tournament. Now I found the original one. Let me see if I can pull it up here because that was the one I was gonna do that I said I couldn't find. Uh, so, but uh, let me see if I can actually pull it up here from the tournaments uh, that I have here. Okay, take your time, man. So, no, that's the, uh, fine. Oh, okay, here it is. Um, now, this is uh, the greatest sports entertainers, and here are the, here's the list, okay? Yeah. Vicious. Axel Jim Duggan. Not great wrestlers, but great sports entertainers. So, there's Steve McMichael, Scott Steiner, Lex Luger, Animal, Hulk Hogan, Goldberg, Dusty Rhodes, Kevin Nash, and Hawk.
1: Okay, well, um, that's a that's a good turn for that category, um,
0: because
1: so, uh, I do. Yeah, think I be, all,
0: I'll do that next week.
1: Yes, yes, because we're we're running very we're running very late on that, and I I guess okay. that's my fault. But um, but you know it's a it's a big week, and you know a bomb dropped in terms of news, so yeah. we had to do that justice.
0: Well, no, but. Uh, yeah right, no that one's gonna be next week. The tournament that I have going on now, the AEW one. Here are the results for the, for that I have so far. So in the first round. Okay. Now, the matchup is the Bucks versus John Moxley and and Eddie Kingston or Adam Page versus Team Taz. Uh
1: the the Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston.
0: And eighty-nine percent went with that one. Thank God. And then we have Adam Page and, and Puck or, Ag, or uh, Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, say that one again.
0: It is Adam Page versus Puck or Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler. Oh,
1: please, please. Adam Page versus Puck
0: yes 80% went with that then the next one we have the best friends versus proud and powerful or Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb um Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb oh 100% went with the uh, best friends and proud, proud and powerful
1: yeah I'm, I'm
0: just I'm not a big best friends guy nah nah right. Nah, nah, nah. and then uh and then the final match we have either Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker or Sting and Darby Allen versus Team Taz. Uh
1: Sting and Darby Allen versus Team Taz.
0: A hundred percent with Ruby versus Britt Baker. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you gonna... <laughs> So that uh, that that
1: puts okay I, I may have a medical episode. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh no! Live on the show, okay, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, don't do this to me. Okay. This has been a very long show, a very stressful week getting ready for this show. N- not your fault, Elliot. There's nothing to do with you. Just a lot to watch. Um, but but
0: who votes for these things i have no idea i mean i, I can to view the results and i have do, made, I ha- do, I-
1: do i have to blame you for this because it comes from your, from your TikTok thing i mean you know this doesn't make any sense it's horrible
0: <laughs> right so it's just ugh. that brings us to our semi-final matches and we only have two matches we have either the bucks versus mox and kingston or adam page versus park
1: um i'm gonna say adam page versus park
0: yeah 100 went with that one and so far in the the second match is Best friends versus Proud and Powerful, or Ruby Soho versus Bert Baker.
1: Uh, best friends versus Proud and Powerful.
0: Eighty percent have that one, and uh, the winner of each of these uh, matches, the winner of the Best Friend, I know, the winner of uh, Young Bucks and Moxie Kingston, Page and Park, will face Andrade and Park and the winner of uh the ruby soho brit baker prime power powerful best friends will face mjf and john moxley
1: well then neither one of those winning matches have very very good winning odds if you ask me
0: so that's it and uh we're gonna go into commercial and come back with our final segment which is of course wrestling roulette. very good we'll be right
1: back folks all
0: right we are back and we're gonna get into our final segment, which is wrestling with light. Before that, I'm gonna plug a few things, and I have an announcement to make that uh, I learned yesterday. So, first of all, you can find this podcast, PNC Progression Wrestling, every week on uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Radio, Stitcher, Podcast, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And of course, you can also find Myself, along with Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings on Wrestling POV. And on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Amazon Music. And we are sometimes joined by my co-host on here, Ben Pierce, the original Pierce. I'm waiting for my
1: first invite of the year. Where is it? Time is ticking.
0: <laughs> and I was informed yesterday that wrestling, that uh Congratulations to Wrestling POV, all of us over there, because yesterday we reached 5 million downloads. Oh, goddamn, congratulations. That's awesome. All right, so now um, we have the plugs uh, done. Now to get into Ben's favorite segment, Wrestling Roulette.
1: Yes, now see, now you've set the bar so high, and now it makes our 750000 look like,
0: you know, puny, you bastard. <laughs> but, but you were part of those shows. Yeah, yeah. well, that's true. But have sh- I have to share the announcement and news with you. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm still very happy, you yeah. guys. All right, so um, the way this works, play 21... 21- Tracks, 10 seconds, my co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Better you ready for your first one?
1: Yes, sir, I
0: am. All right, let me just fire up the scoreboard, and the playlist is set to go. And here we go with track one.
1: Jimmy, Superfly, up.
0: Yes, Jimmy, Superfly, Snugga. Uh, first of all, uh, can you hear them? Are they clear? Yes. All right, very good.
1: All so right. far, so good,
0: yep. Back to here we
1: go. Oh, my God, sounds so familiar.
0: Um, pass. That is Molly Holly.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Of course, it is. So stupid. All right, you're all right. Track three. Here we go.
1: Is that Rosa Mendez?
0: No, it is not. That is Savio Vega.
1: Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Savio. Don't kick my ass. Uh, (laughs) All right, track
0: four. Here we go. Uh, Well,
1: uh, pass. Sadly, I don't know.
0: That is Eo Shirai.
1: That's not 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 the theme I've ever heard. That is I would,
0: that is her NXT theme, Genius of the Sky.
1: Oh, that's weird.
0: All right, you want track five? Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Biscuits. Luke, I know I know you're gonna be mad at me because we're Facebook friends and everything, but oh my god, that gimmick sucked
0: Jesse and Festus. Yeah, it's Jesse and Festus. Okay, check check the first Here we go. Uh
1: is it d Brown? No,
0: that is K quick.
1: Oh, sorry, Ron Killings. I hope you're, uh, I hope your knee is doing a little bit better.
0: All right, we're track seven.
1: What? that is hawkins and ryder oh who gives a shit i'm almost proud of myself i got that wrong okay (laughs) you go to track eight i was tapping my foot how dare you stop that theme uh
0: kevin owens kevin owens yeah Alright, here we go, track
1: nine. Uh just a shot in the dark, Primo and Epico? So.
0: No. That is Raquel Rodriguez.
1: Oh shit. I'm sorry, Raquel. My bad. I can never hear her theme anyway. Alright, here we go. the dragon steamboat
0: yes and you know what i looked this up on uh youtube Ultimate dragon did use it when he came to the wb in 2003 yeah i know <laughs> no, no no i was like i i forgot that because i only i always remember the other one with the dragon growl at the beginning yeah all right you know track this was track 10 right
2: yeah i think so yeah
0: all right Track eleven. Here we
1: go. Uh, Hunter Hertz Helmsley as the blue blood. No, William Regal.
0: Oh yeah, but you said Hunter Helmsley first.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I get half a point for that. We got
0: have a point. Uh, you know what? Okay, well, I'll give it to you because you said when we well, go right after. All right, uh, okay, so here's uh, that's track 12. Yeah, no, it's track 11. I'm right. Here we go. Track 12 coming up. Okay.
1: missed this one but i swear to god i have no idea that is jeff jared's okay well these would be our earlier conversation i don't give a fuck so in protest i count that as a win wait as a, ch- as a check that's a win for me add it to the scoreboard please wait what do just because I hate Jeff Jarrett, when his theme song plays, I get a I get it added to my score. That's my one condition. Added to the chat, please. Let me add uh, so five. Added to my score, whatever that number is. Addition. Why? You, but you didn't get it. That, that's the point. That's what makes it funny. F-
0: follow along my friend. We were good. Whatever. I don't have time for this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Track uh Let's track. That was tread this is track thirteen.
2: Yes.
0: Track fourteen coming up. Are you ready? Yes. All enough!
2: It's enough! And it's time for a train.
0: You tell him! Owen Hart, tell him Owen, how dare he hold up the game to make me uh, put another score on the scoreboard for him?
1: Well, you know, it goes with the show, people. I don't just say shit to say shit. We were protesting Jeff Jarrett's bullshit the entire show. It fits with the theme.
0: <laughs> no, here, <we> <laughs> no, <sighs> go ahead. I'm just messing with you. Go on. All right, track four. All right, track fifteen. Are you ready? Yeah.
1: The Dudley, boys. The how Dudley we're, boys. How dare you not wait for the bomb fall? <laughs> what?
0: The song, Elio, follow along, the song. I know. I, know. I stopped at 10 seconds, but I love this song. Hold on. Come on, I love that song. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here we go. Strike 16.
1: Um, Kamala?
0: No. That is Umaga.
1: Oh, oh shit, okay. I'm sorry. All right, strike 17. Break, break, break. Um give me a break and don't let me guess this fucking song. <laughs> uh I'm just just to guess authors of pain.
0: No, it's the Viking Raiders. They weren't saying break, they were saying raid.
1: Oh, oh, well had I known that it would have been easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here we go track 18. Fuck. Well we're not going to do that one. That's the, that. that was the Dream Team. That was from like the 80s. I think okay. an obscure one, chair.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Just to make, so we don't get a lot of the same tracks. Very good. All right, here we go.
1: How am I supposed to get anything out of that? I don't know. Pass.
0: That is Scotty Riggs.
1: Okay. WCW guy. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't have got that
0: anyway. All right. Track 19.
1: <laughs> well, that was awfully peppy. Um... Honky Dong Man? I don't
0: know. No, that was Coco Beware.
1: Oh, shit. All
0: right. Okay. Um, last two. Are you ready? Yeah. Right, 20. Uh, the Ascension? No. That one, some Viking Raiders that's their first one.
1: So okay, we got two Viking Raiders, okay.
0: All right, last one, are you ready?
1: Yeah. sounds familiar but i'm
0: gonna have to say pass that is kane
1: oh yeah but it was it was it, 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 i didn't get much out of that so. oh, yeah i would have got it right there yeah.
0: All right, so that's 21 tracks. You got seven. Boo. Well, it is January 7th, so maybe that fits. <laughs> All right, so about we're show to a close. This marathon of a show? Good Lord. I, I, <laughs> now,
1: now, I know we didn't go as long as our WrestleMania 30, uh, 39 show. Or, or I'm sorry, WrestleMania 38. But, um... But my God, this was long. Jesus.
0: Well, we have, like you said, we have a lot to cover with that, with that news. Exactly. Um, So, with that being said, I
1: hope you enjoyed, and I hope you stayed up with us. And uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. I think that's the next time we'll be on. Yep. All right. And I think I'm gonna try to get. ash to join us because we are moving closer and closer to the royal rumble and um yeah we'll see, uh, we'll see what we can do and either way we'll have a wonderful show to get you started for the royal rumble because god damn they gotta start building this thing up boys right they're not, do- they're not doing a good job here i mean i mean i'm i'm happy we're getting kevin owens versus roman reigns presumably i'm all i'm all the way down for that but jesus christ can we get some progression in terms of the actual Royal Rumble, please? I mean, pardon the pun. I don't use progression just to use it. But, Jesus, there's story progression, folks.
0: Right? <laughs> all right. So, so uh, my co-host, I'm he's Ben. I'm Elio. We'll talk to you all next week.